Hey out there everybody and welcome to Caffeination 527. This is the Big Caffeination 527. We actually have the right number at the start of this episode. I'm feeling a little bit better about our chances today. What do you think, Steve? I think we're doing good. I think we'll be able to actually uh, get a, a coherent episode up and out. Steve's all amped up. I'm actually coked out. Literally uh, Coca-Cola. And uh, I'm kind of swearing off the... Uh... <laughs> Would you wait for the show to start to pop that one? forgot about it okay <laughs> yeah we have all right so anybody who needs to use the bathroom i think this would be a good time to use the restroom or anything are you are you done yet looks like ecto cooler <laughs> all right now we can go <laughs> all right so we might have to do a little editing editing after the fact hopefully everybody out there is having a fantastic time we have a uh, kind of an awesome show today we're calling this the warm fuzzies edition here at the caffeination podcast because there are a lot of uh stories that have really kind of feel good uh, vibes to them and at the same point in time uh, steve and i are also kind of trying to draw divide our attention between this and the flyers playoff uh, game that's currently going on in the uh, two our left so if you see uh, or if you hear just long periods of inactivity and nothing happens and we forgot to edit them out it's probably because we've turned the mics down and we're screaming at something so uh we have a wonderful show lined up for you today i am paul this is steve and we're going to attempt to give you the caffeination podcast it is the high octane world of caffeine culture and technology news all of the stuff that's fit to geek we have a lot of uh, interesting little things to hit along the way but first i would like to apologize for the last episode uh, i didn't do anything too outlandish except for the fact that i had the wrong number the entire show so I was just feeling out of it, and I knew I had already skipped one episode, so I had to make sure I went in and done did it. And yeah, I called the entire episode 523, and it was actually 526, so it was kind of the April Fool's edition, and the joke was on me. <laughs> you like what I did with that? That was good. All right, if you are looking to send any comments, feedback, suggestion, or hate mail in our general direction, please feel free to email us at caffeination at gmail.com, or if you have a direct comment, you can email me at paul at caffeination.com. We're Steve at Caffeination.com. For him, not me. But uh, we also have uh, Twitter for the show, Facebook fan page. All the other fun things are listed over the homepage, as well as, as all of the episodic content, which you can kind of uh, wiggle around in, see, see how it feels for you. <laughs> all right, we have a great show lined up for you today. Today's show is sponsored in part by Puzzle Piece Productions. We are the missing piece to your web design needs. It is a wonderful little collection of uh, logo design, graphic design, and web and WordPress. Uh, uh, tomfoolery over there so if you are in the need of services like that please head on over there and check that out puzzlepiecepro.com still working on the marketing copy for that I am probably the worst person in the world when it comes to uh, uh, being a, a self promoter so <laughs> it, it, I, I'm really trying it's just not working out too well so far but I do good work where it counts. That's that's what it really means. Um, we have a uh, interesting little things. But what did you do, Geeky, this week, good sir? Just more video gaming. Playing a lot more of uh, Gears of War. I actually just started playing the verses, which we both played uh, not too long ago, and uh, not too bad. Yeah, uh, we both found a little funny thing that happened over the weekend since this past weekend was Easter. Um, Gears of War changed the playlists up, and all of the characters that you fought online had bunny heads. And your characters all had bunny heads. And if if they were on the red team, the eyes glowed red, and if they were on the blue team, the eyes glowed blue. 
Uh, the ears kind of got in the way on split screen a little bit. Yeah, a little but, bit. But it was kind of fun to see it nonetheless. It was, and they they changed up a lot of stuff, so it was actually a lot harder, and it was really kind of fun for uh, veterans of the series to 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 really kind of take a, a new and fresh look at some of the multiplayer experiences. Yeah. So hats off to that. <laughs> I really didn't do anything geeky outside of that. Uh, we had a lot of fun stuff. We went to see last night. My wife and I went to see the Michael Jackson, the Immortal. It was the uh, the Cirque du Soleil. Steve, for my birthday, was had a wonderful present and gave me a ticket to the uh, Philadelphia Phillies home opener. Uh, so we went with my son. It was a great time. They yeah. lost, which was not good. But, hey, what are you going to do? A good day at the ballpark, or a bad day at the ballpark is better than a good day at work. That's right. That's what I posted. I, I saw. Uh, that, that's, how it, that's how we roll. <laughs> All right. All right, now we have a reading from the Book of Norb. That is to say that uh, Norbert has uh, graced us with a whole bunch of uh, stuff today, so we're going to thank him for uh, sending along this stuff. So Norbert Davis from over at the Totally Cool Tech Podcast has uh, sent us three or actually four awesome links in here today. The first thing is the uh, zombie-loving hatchet. i got to tell you, I thought this thing was really, really cool. I, I It was a uh, the M48 Ranger Hawk Axe. Now, you were saying that you kind of liked it, but but what was the, what would have been the, the ultimate? ultimate selling point for you if it came in the ammo box yeah i i don't know if that's the same ammo box that they use for all of their uh their little uh, shindigs there but they they definitely have a, a that kind of theme going on over at think geek and you'd kind of wish that they would actually you know at least once sell something in the ammo box yeah I have an ammo box upstairs, so if you really need to keep things in it, you, know, you can just borrow one of mine. I think it's from like a cousin or something like that, but it's like Fort Dix, and it's I think like forty or fifty years old at this point. Wow! But it's pretty cool. Um, we kept firecrackers in there for a while because <laughs> even if they went off, nothing would have happened. True. So, uh, by the way, go Flyers! They just scored. All right. All right. Moving right along. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be a really weird episode for that. Uh, Moving right along also over at Think Geek is the Decomposition Book. It's just a joke. There's nothing about this except for the fact that it was uh, made from the skins of uh, zombies. And uh, it has the fun little take on the name of Decomposition. But $7.99 for a copy book? That's that's a little steep. I'd, I'd say you'd have to be brain dead to pay that one. That's pretty good. You like that? Uh, that's good. Another pun. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. We're, we're, we're a, hitting you're, them up. You're on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> Not a sushi roll, though. I could go for some sushi. All right. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> All right. Uh, next little thing we have for uh, for you today, also from Norbert. He wanted to make sure that we mentioned the passing of an industry titan. The man actually meant a lot to me as well, um, Jack Tremiel. Uh Jack was the founder of Commodore Computers, and uh, my first computer was a Commodore 64. My parents bought it in 1988. Uh, my dad learned to program on it. I learned to do some fun stuff we had awesome cart based video games that slipped into the back of it i mean we're talking like old school like vic 20 kind of carts that were in the back and it also had the hard the uh, no hard drive it also had the uh, the floppy disks on the side and everything like that so it was really kind of a cool system and it had like everything so for the kids who really didn't want to you didn't want to have playing around with the discs you had the carts then they moved away from that when they went to the Commodore uh, 128. But the <laughs> Commodore 64 was really a kind of an awesome computer. The man passed away at the age of 83 uh, this past Sunday, Easter Sunday. Mm. So uh, the industry mourns the passing of a man who truly uh, put the personal in personal computer, much more so than some of the under, other industry titans who get all of the, uh, the, the uh, press, shall we say. Yeah. All right, now we have uh, the next story 
coming up. Do you want to do you want to take a little bit on this one? Yeah, why don't I take a little bit on this one? Uh, we have uh, a nine-year-old out of uh, California by the name of Kane, right? Yep, just Kane. <laughs> just they, Kane. They don't list his last name. Just Kane. <laughs> just Kane. <laughs> and uh, what I know he... he's not the the, uh, the kung fu uh, warrior. <laughs> and. Uh, what makes this this uh, kid such a big hit right now is the fact that he built his own arcade out of cardboard, and all the games is handmade by him. And he just, you know, he he didn't you know do a half job. He actually went full out. He even goes into the boxes when somebody's playing and you know dispenses the tickets himself. I think it's the coolest thing. I know. I, uh, I, I I'm I'm in love with this this idea. Oh yeah, and you know, and it was. Uh, he actually, it's a, he's actually been doing this for uh, actually about a year. Yeah, about about a year, and um, it really didn't become a hit until uh, not too long ago when this uh, film uh, film uh, maker, yeah, no, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> um, walked by, saw it, and uh, by the way, it's actually. Uh, in his father's auto parts shop. Yeah, so the father does almost all of his business online, still has the brick-and-mortar presence, but doesn't really do a lot of foot traffic. Yeah, and, um, you know, what what made this touching is the fact that, you know, this kid had not, you know, did this for a couple months, wasn't getting anybody, and then uh, this film creator uh, walked by, you know, played a couple of games, and before you know it, wanted to do a uh, short film on him, and it was... It it just got so better because what he did was he uh, this film director decided you know what we're going to you know bring a whole bunch of people went on Facebook created an event and a, a massive amount of people showed up on this certain day and it just made this kid's day and you know uh, this film director you know made a short video and after watching it it, it does uh, it does get to you a little bit yeah it, it teared me up the, the first couple <laughs> I mean I'm a huge sap but I mean I'm watching this and it, I was getting teared up watching like this is just so awesome I mean this kid has like un- unbridled enthusiasm for what he's doing he he just lives for the fact that people will play his games I mean so much so that like you're watching it and like he has a check on the front of it. Now, here, here's how you do it. It's like $1 for four plays or $2 for a fun pass. And a fun pass is 500 plays for one month, so it expires after 30 days. I want a fun pass. I don't, yeah. I don't care about you, but that just seems awesome. And not only that, but when you get the fun pass, there's a number on it. And the number also has a longer security number under it. And what he did was under each one of the games that he made, he taped a calculator and he said you have to enter in the pin number which is the number of the fun pass that you have and then you hit the check button to check to see if it's valid what he's doing <laughs> is he's entering in a pin number he's hitting the square root button and he wrote down the square root on the bottom of the card out to like as many digits as that calculator will do so it it's really honestly a very secure system comparatively. <laughs> it's like nobody would ever figure that out. I mean, if he had had the thing in the back of the machine maybe, but and my favorite part about this entire thing is there's not one person who came up and said, "Oh, you know what? We're going to give you an arcade system or something like that." They're like, "You know, I just want to play your game." Yeah. I and, I think that's awesome. And everybody just like played right into it. I think there were a couple hundred people. Yeah. 
And it, it it's amazing to watch the video. It's touching. It's heart-wrenching all at the same point in time. And what they're doing is they're actually taking the money that was raised, and they've started a scholarship fund for this kid. And one somebody posted up there. They said, you know, if you think this kid can do this much with the cardboard, imagine what he could do with an engineering degree. Yeah. And when I wrote the story this morning, there was $67,000 in the kid's scholarship fund. Yeah. Within two days of posting the video, $67,000. And when Steve looked the tonight, there was $94,000. Yeah. And the guy's website is getting hammered. Uh, it's over at Vimeo, which is the video, but you can actually check the entire short short video. It's 10 minutes and 58 seconds, and it just blows right by. Like, you don't, um, you can't imagine that you're actually, you know, watching this and it's, it's going that way. I'm sorry, there's $102,000. <laughs> so $94,000 was, what, an hour and a half ago? Uh, $94,000 was actually, I'd say, a couple hours ago, probably okay. around uh, Two or three hours yeah, about three hours ago. So he's made, yeah, and this is not like, you know, you're just throwing money into a pot or something like that. There's a lawyer that's actually helped them set up a real trust fund to send this kid to college. And not only that, but the cooler things is, like, people have come out of the woodwork to hopefully give this kid a little bit more of a incentive to do awesome things. Like, he actually got to tour the NASA Mars rover um observatory or whatever it is where they built the mars rover so he got to have a one-on-one tour with a nasa engineer and play around with the mock-up of the mars rover that they had in their garage basically this is this is just so cool i mean oh you owe it to yourself this almost made it to be to being the final thought of the day but it was this is much much better than that (laughs) this is just so cool you're going to fall in love with this kid. And I love the fact that his dad just let him go. His dad's letting him play with knives, letting him play with you know, all these things which other parents are like, oh, my God, my son could cut his finger or something. It's like, no, 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 he's fine. He's just playing with some cardboard. Let him make whatever he wants. And the kid buys his own stuff for the thing, which is even better. Yeah. He's not going to his dad, hey, Dad, can I have a couple bucks? He's he's like making the money and paying paying for army men goalies <laughs> and things like that. I, I, I actually think uh, <clears throat> as you're you know discussing this, I'm uh, – you know, I went to the website. I'm looking at the store. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, the the one the one thing that you know became a hit that you know, you know, uh, we can see now is uh, his shirt. Uh, he wore he actually has his own shirt that says Kane's Arcade. And after watching, I'm like, you know what? I just want the shirt now. And and unfortunately, they're not up yet, but they will be getting them. Yeah, and they're so. <laughs> not just that. Like they're not the blue shirt that he's wearing in the video, but there's actually another shirt. If you go onto the uh, Facebook page, it's a cardboard arcade game. <laughs> that's on the front. It says Cade's Ar- Kane's Arcade in the bottom. I love this. I'm going to get a shirt. That's fantastic. And it goes to help a kid who just has, like, awesomeness everywhere. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, as, as soon as the shirts come out, I'm definitely going to grab one. I, I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, the next little thing we have up for you here is something that's just as cool but not entirely as heartwarming. It's really sneaky history. There's a gentleman by the name of Kevin J. Weir, and he has a pretty twisted mind. It's a little bit Salvador Dali. It's one part Terry Gilliam, who is the uh, cartoonist for Monty Python. Right. And what he does is he puts together things that are just off the wall, and he calls it Flux Machine. He takes images from the National Archives and then animates them in some kind of, uh, you know, frame by frame to do unexpected things, things that you wouldn't really expect to happen so for instance there's a uh, soldier from the civil war 
you know, standing next to a cannon, and all of a sudden, a a uh, a smoke monster comes out of the cannon, looks like a noob from uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat, pulls the guy's soul out and drags it across <laughs> sta- the stage. There's another one where there's a bunch of buildings, and the, one of the buildings comes out of nowhere and splats the people that are in the middle. I mean, it's just really, really twisted, cool stuff. So I just wanted to share that with the group. Thought it was pretty awesome. All right, and uh, as kind of like a bonus link, we have the uh, link directly over to memory.lock.gov, which is the collection of maps and, and uh, fun little uh, graphics that you can find for really any place in the world. But uh, I found a lot of really cool ones from Philadelphia, and I'm actually going to pr- – I have them printed out in work, and they're up in work, but I don't have them framed for the caffeination layer, and I think they really deserve. I have one that's really an awesome detailing of City Hall – uh, and or Independence Hall, rather, where they signed the Declaration of Independence, and you know, like the first Continental Congress right. and all that, and it's like hand drawn from like the 1700s, and then they hand drew the map of Philadelphia under it, and there's links to where the farms are, like there's little indicators of what the farms are as they are, and as you're looking down, you're like, okay, so that's the Norris Mansion. Wait a minute, I work on Norris Street. And then you're like, okay, wait, there's one brother named Gray across the river from another brother named Gray. They operated Gray's Ferry, which is the name of a of a, it's like like there's there's a mansion in south in the southern part of the city at the time called Wharton Mansion, Wharton Business School. I mean, all of the people that are on this map, there's something named for them around here. So yeah. it's really awesome. I love history, and this <laughs> is just the, one of those things that makes things pop. Oh, yeah. So you need to tell me what your favorite. Uh, realm of history is and i will do my best to get a map of philadelphia from that time period for you it's definitely during the american revolution era so it's okay. anywhere between like <clears throat> 17 i'm gonna uh let's say 1760 up until about right before the uh, civil uh, right after the civil war okay so i'll see what i can get i want to get like a really cool map for you and share it out with you. nice and these are all like you know royalty free you can put them up there you just can't sell them so i mean since i have the uh since I have the large plotters and we need to run tests all the time, I like testing things that I'm actually going to keep as opposed to just throwing out. So, all right, so that's uh, that's for there. <laughs> all right, and uh, the next, I think we are time for Steve's World, so I have to actually cue up the gentleman's music. Give me one second. <laughs> all right, let's see if I can actually remember what I was going to say. Because last time I messed it up pretty hardcore. There it is. From the shores of Hyrule, with his ocarina in his hand, he's a bad, mad man. It's dangerous out there, so take these. <laughs> That's good. It's actually good. And uh, this week, we just have a couple of fun facts, and I tried to figure out, you know what, instead of just throwing them. Um, you know, different facts all over the place. I figured, why don't we try and uh, do some type of theme every week. And uh, <clears throat> this week, of course, I have to go with video games. And uh, here's a couple of fun video game facts that uh, you can take and put in your bank. Uh, let's start off with <coughs> uh, in nineteen in the 80s. In, 19, uh, in the 80s? Yeah, I, I will. I had a little go phlegm. Go, go. <laughs> a service called GameLine allowed users to download games to the Atari 2600 over regular phone lines. It was not a success, but it did form part of the foundation for America Online, the world's largest internet service provider. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, next we'll go with, uh, this is actually a double, hit, a double hitter. 
Uh, in Japan, the Street Fighter Two character we, uh, you know, over here in America we know as uh, M Bison, is actually named Vega in uh, Japan. But unfortunately, Capcom uh, didn't think the name was uh, bossy enough. Bossy enough? Yeah, didn't okay. didn't have that boss feel. Okay, like Bowser. Yeah, <laughs> Bowser. You knew you knew they were talking <laughs> G- Ganon. <laughs> so uh, Pikachu. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, to add on with the uh, Street Fighter 2, uh, the character, uh, I guess we know as Balrog, uh, is actual name Mike Bison in Japan. But unfortunately, uh, they, f- they feared that Mike, you know, it was, close, it was, it was uh, based upon Mike Tyson's character. And they, f- they, they feared legal issues, so they changed it uh, to Balrog and, and Bison is uh, Mike Bison, the final boss. I-, I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, this is the one you actually liked. Uh, that I, you know what, I didn't even know. Everyone, uh, the uh, title for Doom. Uh, a lot of people don't know where it originated from. And uh, John Carmack at uh, ID Software uh, said that the uh, the title actually came from the movie The Color of Money, when Tom Cruise is asked uh, by you know some uh, by one a, a pool player uh, what he carries in his cue case, and Tom Cruise replies, Doom. That's I, I love that. I mean, we watched the clip. It's just it's just really smooth. He looks down. He gives that go- goofy little uh, Tom Cruise smile. And says Doom, and you just look at him. He's like, okay, I can, I, can, I can see where you're going with that. Nice swirl, nice game. You got game there. That's Tom, right, Tom and, Cruise. And uh, before he went all nuts in public. Yeah. And uh, that about does it for the uh, for Steve's world this all week. All right, so we're gonna exit Steve World stage right. Thank you very much for uh, for this week's contributions. Hopefully, we will have some. Uh, uh, a smoother musical bed for you next time. I, I got to really work on that. It's just not. It, it was not functioning the right way. But it's a lot better than it has been. But yeah. you, you couldn't see it. Any, you couldn't hear it anyway. So that's all right. <laughs> all right. Next thing we have up for you here is from over at that's nerdalicious dot com. I love the name of that website. I just do. It, it's just so cool. Uh, but they have a really really cool <laughs> thing that's actually up there. It says, my morning sidekick, and it shows a, a cup of coffee as a uh, superhero, and he says, up, up, and awake. You know what? I, I like everything but the up, up, and awake. I think if they had just done the superhero without the uh, the the, uh, the thought bubble or the word bubble, I think I'd feel a lot better about it. But I, I like the idea of it. I think it's a pretty funny thing. I think the cape can go, too. The cape? Yeah, unless it's a napkin actually wrapped around the cup. Yeah, but I, I mean. The- I think that's what's supposed to. It looks like a napkin of some sort, but I just I, th- I think you can get, do away with the uh, napkin and, as you said, the uh, bubble thought, and uh, that's actually a pretty neat design. Yeah, I like it. It, it has potential. That's right. All right, and then another one of the uh, the reading from the book of Norb today is uh, <laughs> Gamer Food Caffeinated Energy Snacks. Now, we were kind of looking at these, and they have a whole bunch of them over at ThinkGeek. They got seeds, nuts, and cashews. What I really think they should have done for geek food is they should have had spores, molds, and fungus from uh, <laughs> from Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. I, I would love to see. It's like, because you know, it's already coated with all kinds of other weirdness. There's ginseng, caffeine, and taurine. I like my nuts completely taurine-free. I mean, there's not really much you can say with that. I mean, seeds, nuts, and cashews. Aren't cashews nuts? Yeah. So, I mean, we are a family-friendly show here, so we're trying to keep this clean. But, I mean, it's just, it's kind of insane. <laughs> I mean, that the other thing is, have you ever seen cashews being sold for anything less than, like, $8 a bag? 
These probably can't be good cashews. Nah. These are like the cashews the other cashews make fun of in school. <laughs> <laughs> They're all twisted up. So it's like, yeah, you know what? We'll coat them with some coffee and it'll be all right. They must, they, they must be the B-roll uh, cashews. We got that B-roll. <laughs> all right. Uh, then moving right along, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we have an absolutely wonderful wonderful uh, surprise here today. I was gifted a uh, wonderful package of chocolate from Torn Ranch Distinct Distinctive Food and Gifts. They sent us along dark chocolate espresso bars. Now, these bars are fine dark chocolate. Now, we have two other flavors that we're going to be talking about at a future date, but I, I really have to tell you, these are unbelievable. Um, unfortunately, due to uh, some shipping problems we had, we won't be able to do the giveaway. That's, that's you know, it, it just, things happen that way, but no worries. Uh, I, I have a, a lot of really fun stuff to, to talk about, and uh, we're looking into some giveaways for other things in the future. I know I had talked about this last week, but these bars are unbelievable. Like, they're some of the most delectable chocolate that I've had. They're really kind of a, a slightly bitter dark chocolate. They had that hint of coffee with them. The only thing that I've ever had a problem with is I don't like when products label themselves espresso when there's no espresso in them. It's like the difference between coffee and espresso when you're tasting it and it's not actually the the official definition of what espresso is. Right. It's I don't. It's it's just like a, a little niggle with me. It's something that I find just a little bit irritating. So um, other than that, I, they're they're unbelievable. So thank you very much to the fine folks over at Torn Ranch. The only thing is that they're two dollars and fifty cents a bar, and they're not large bars, but they're fine chocolates. So this is like you're going out to like a chocolatier and you're buying like French truffles or something. It's like uh, when when I went to San Francisco with my wife, we stopped by this little cafe, and I had some really good espresso, and they had some truffles there, and they had all these articles about how they were good truffles. So we're like, okay. Uh, We spent $5 and got four truffles. (laughs) I mean, that's... They're they're tiny little like you know uh, walnut sized truffles there. And right. they, they were unbelievable. They melted in your hands, melted in your mouth. They were dusted. They were hand thrown truffles. And then we, as we're sitting there, I'm looking at the at the wall, and there's a picture of Oprah in front of the place. And like there's another list of like the seven foods. There are seven chocolate places you have to try in the United States before you die. And this was number three. And, like, if you had bought a pound of these truffles, they would have been $70. And to have them shipped, I mean, like, there's all these different things. And I'm like, wow, by accident, we tried this chocolate. I mean, that's the kind of chocolate that I put this up against. This is truly fine chocolate. So if you know somebody that has a huge sweet tooth and they're really kind of digging on it, then... uh, I would highly suggest heading over and trying out Torn Ranch's Cafe Time Dark Chocolate Espresso. We also have two other uh, uh, flavors that are coming down the pipe. So, pike. So we have Milk Chocolate Cappuccino and Milk Chocolate Java. So uh, we're going to be talking about them in uh, future episodes. Uh, but we also have a uh, another fun story from the uh, from the fine world over at INeedCoffee.com. So do you want to take this? Uh, look this one over. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I didn't look this one over. Okay, sorry about that. Wasn't didn't ready for it. Didn't mean to throw you on on, on the <laughs> uh, on the spot there. Uh, sometimes I try. <laughs> All right, uh, over at INeedCoffee.com, they have a great article about how to make your own coffee themed crafts, and this is actually coffee cup eraser art stamp carving. So you basically take normal erasers and you carve whatever kind of thing you want into them in. Relief, and in this t- case, they actually showed you how to carve a coffee cup into it. 
and you know using like wood carving tools or exacto knives or whatever you want and then making different things as you're going around with them i love this idea this they just seem so cool and from such a simple idea and as you're going down the page you're like okay i wonder what you could do with it and then like they're doing greeting cards they're doing wrapping paper and some of the stuff it's like wow this is kind of artsy this is the kind of stuff that you would expect to buy in like a hallmark or something like that and this is something that you can make at home so i really i, I just love this so i just wow. wanted to share this with the group and it's not saying that everything you would try would come out like this. Yeah. But it's the idea that this could be really interesting and, hmm. and fun. So, All right. Uh, again, another review. We are thick with reviews right now. <laughs> we have Pete's Coffee 2012 Anniversary Blend. I actually forgot the mug and it's sitting upstairs because my stomach's a little iffy right now. So I'm not digging on the... Uh, on the uh, the coffee right now. That's why we're actually drinking soda for the first time in a long time. Um, but Pete's Coffee is unbelievable. They actually sent us this wonderful uh, gift set that has the filters, the pour-over mug, the travel mug, and then the uh, the coffee. The only problem was they actually sent ground coffee as opposed to whole beans. Right. So I really couldn't get the full body of the taste in there. But it's a really bright cup of coffee. It, it has like a really strong and really uh, fresh smell. Has a little bit of lemon, a little bit of like berry notes to it when you're smelling it, and it's just unbelievable. Did I skip that story? No, I didn't. Okay, where is? Oh, wow, it's the next one. <laughs> I somehow accidentally managed to put a this story in the in the middle of the food and caffeinated bits section. Surprise! So, so uh, you're going to take that one, okay? <laughs> but yeah, before we get too much further, uh, the best part about the Pete's Coffee Blend is not only that it's a limited time availability, you can only get it until May, but it's also 5% of their sales are actually going to help uh, fund clean water supplies in Papua New Guinea. So I just thought that was really wow. cool. It's a, it's a wonderful little thing the fine folks over at Pete's are doing, so I wanted to share that with the group. Now, uh, the story that's a little <laughs> out of place, but Batman is a good guy. Warm fuzzy just off to the side yeah no, literally <laughs> and uh, this actually um, this is one of those stories that you know just came to light recently um, a gentleman by the name of uh, Lenny B. Robinson who is a uh, a, a wealthy businessman from uh, the Baltimore area uh, got pulled over uh, while driving down the highway and in a black Lamborghini. Yeah, in a black Lamborghini for speeding. And no, what, it wasn't for speeding. No? He got pulled over in a black Lamborghini because he didn't have a license plate. He just had the Batman symbol. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no. Hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, what, what made it real neat is the fact that, you know, he's dressed up like Batman. And, you know, the reason he does this is uh, what he does every year is he hands out, uh, I think it's, $25,000 worth of uh, yeah. Batman toys and comic books to uh, six kids at local uh, six sick kids at local hospitals and uh, you know it's it, you know what it's very impressive to see this you know uh, you, you hear um, you hear a bunch of you know rich people just buying stuff for themselves and for a guy like this to do this is actually uh, pretty uh, touching yeah I, I love the whole story really need to head on over and check out the Washington Post article about this because, I mean, this dude just sounds unbelievable. He has a black Lamborghini with, like, the Batman symbol all over it. When you actually turn it on, it plays the da na 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 like, I mean, really loud. And if you actually watch all, watch the uh, the, the uh, dashboard camera of the traffic stop, you can hear it. <laughs> and, like, they're laughing on the radio, like, oh, no sign of Robin, you know, like that when they're pulling him over. 
He is in a real honest to goodness. This is a costume, professional quality costume. He apparently spent several thousand dollars to buy this costume and have it professionally made. You know what? It's awesome. It's not one of those, you know, half half done jobs. It's actually, you know. It's it's molded. It, yeah. It's it's like leather and neoprene, and it could probably turn aside a knife wound. I mean, and like as you're reading the story, there's another one where the sap in me just got really kind of choked up. But I mean, he he goes into these hospitals and he's alongside like actors and stuff like that. Yeah. The actors are paid for being there, and he's just there. And it's like these kids have cancer. Some of these kids have cancer, and they see Batman walk in. And this one, the the one story that's actually at the end of the article is that there was a four-year-old who was there and his uh, younger sister was actually getting treatment. So he said, well, I want to see the Batmobile. So he came downstairs and there's the Lamborghini. And the kid didn't know that the Lamborghini's not the Batmobile. So his, like, eyes bugged out of his head because he thought his dad was messing with him, that this was not Batman. So as his eyes are bugging out of his head, he turns on the car and, like, you know, the the da 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 Like, the, the, the theme song plays, the kid's going nuts. And and you're reading it, and you're like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And they say, well, you know, Batman has to go. He has to help fight criminals. And they say, oh, okay. And, he's, and uh, the, the guy's parents say to him, or the kid's parents say to him, and we have to go help your sister fight cancer. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't, I can't even, like, talk about that stuff without getting uh, choked up. And, like, this guy goes into those hospitals, and apparently nobody knew who this guy was. So he wouldn't even let the guy from the Washington Post write the article about him, even though he knew he was Batman for years. Yeah. Until he came with him on one of those hospital visits. Wow. So, like, the article is the full story of what happens. That's so awesome. I mean, you owe it to yourself to head on over there and check it out. That's He's awesome. also spending $250,000 of his own money to buy a real Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, if I ever win the lottery, I want to be this dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, and then the last little thing that we have for you is actually back to the food and caffeinated bits section. <laughs> uh, but it's actually Star Wars, Lego, Guinness, and cake all in the same thing. This is actually a Guinness chocolate cake that is made into a giant pint of Guinness. And alongside it is, is tiny little uh, Lego stormtroopers that are holding a, a Lego Darth Vader that is putting his face into the Guinness and it's from a, a confection shop called SweetElement.com. It's actually based on a, a concept piece or a painting by Kevin Poulton. But she commissioned this, and this was actually somebody's groom cake. I mean, this <laughs> is just unbelievable, off-the-charts kind of thing. That is awesome. So, so I, I mean, I never didn't know about the, the world of groom's cakes until after I got married. I want a groom's cake. This is, this is you know, I've been gypped. <laughs> I mean, some of these things are unbelievable. And this thing, this has everything that I would possibly want in a groom's cake. It's even made with Guinness, and the frosting is made with Guinness. The fondant wow. is made with Guinness. I mean, this is just truly like one, one in a million kind of thing. So hats off to the people over at Sweet Element, Jen over at Sweet Element, for actually putting this together. This is just unbelievable. So I didn't even notice the the, the uh, Darth Vader putting his head in. You didn't that. see Darth. That, yeah, that's it, what makes the element. I, I noticed the Guinness, and but <laughs> everything else was just a blur. All right, and then the final thought for the day, since we've wrapped up everything else, is actually the, the show with Zay Frank has started back up, so he has the invocation for uh, beginnings and it's not safe for work but it's kind of a fun little thing so if you've ever had trouble 
getting something started and you're worried that you're going to screw something up or you're going to mess things up. You just need to watch this because he's really kind of – he has a way of wearing his heart on his sleeve and most of the stuff that he actually produces. And this kind of – he just lays it straight out there and he's like, you know, what if I screw this up? What if I do this? What if I do that? And he's just really brutally honest and he talks about all the cool things that they did with the previous incarnation of the show and all the cool things that he wants to do with this one. So that's our final thought for the day. So if you have a chance, you should head on over there and watch it. And that about wraps it up here today for the Warm Fuzzies edition here at the Caffeination Podcast, or should it be called it the Sappy Edition? Probably the Sappy Edition. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep right. it at Warm we'll, Fuzzies. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I can, anything can change. Yeah. All right. So the Flyers are in overtime right now. And I think it's time for us to, to end this episode. I think so. All right. Thank you ever so much for listening to, ever, to this, uh, everybody. And stay caffeinated, people. <laughs>